Hi, and welcome to another interview. Today, I've got the fantastic Trevor Griffiths with me, and I'm going to ask him the question I ask every single guest. Hey, Trevor, why did you become carnivore? So I lived a life of eating, we'll kind of go on the sad American diet, a lot of Tyson chicken growing up, um, fried foods, fast foods, just convenient foods. Um, I did care about my athletic performance um, and how I looked, right? Uh, So I was able to maintain a look and a certain scale of athletic performance on that diet, even though it wasn't good for me. Um, And it just, it kind of compiled, right? Like I didn't know I had any issues at the time, even though now I'm able to look back and be like, oh man, you know, I did have this issue or there was this thing kind of wrong with me that people would just like play it off. Um, so it compiled, um, you know, and we'll go fast forward. I then moved into the bodybuilding movement, um, where it was like your bro diet. I've said this time and time again, it's just like the chicken, rice and broccoli, right? This is what you have to eat to build muscle. And I did that. And then you fall into all the artificial sweeteners, sugars, like, oh, we'll go zero calorie because that means we can have more carbs. Um, So I did that for a long, long period of time. And it was a very unhealthy way of eating in my sense, because I would essentially eat that for, you know, five, six days. And then one day I would house as much food and as bad of food as I could. Donuts, pizza candy bars, anything. Um, and again, still maintaining, you know, a look, I was like doing a little modeling at the time. So exteriorly, I looked really good, but internally, you know, things were kind of going off and that's, that's all kind of when it started. And I thought it was just like a diabetic issue at first. And this is what I was going. And I was like, man, I just made myself diabetic with these huge cheat meals. My body can't regulate sugar anymore. Um, because it started as like fainting spells, not quite hitting the ground, but I would like check off and you couldn't communicate with me. Um, so basically I was standing in front of you, but nothing, nothing would come out of my mouth. I was mute. Um, and then I would click back on 30 seconds, 60 seconds later. Um, that obviously progressed to being like 30 minutes. It started happening when I was driving. Um, and then just, uh, it escalated. So a slew of problems from there. And that is essentially what led me to carnivore. And we can talk about, you know, that in between um, if you want to. But that essentially led me to carnivore because no diet helped me. I did all the protocols, the parasite protocols. (laughs) I I did, um, you know, the SIBO, CIFO protocols. I was doing everything. I was eating it up because it was like, here's a hope. I'm clinging to it. And uh, I'll try. I'll try anything. So um, and ultimately carnivore is the only thing that mentally spiritually emotionally physically made me well yeah that's brilliant that's a that's a great answer um so trevor how old are you so i'm 33 and when did the fainting spells you know that sort of being mute but standing up when did that happen so that would have been two two and a half years ago um when it initially started yeah very very scary because uh i mean work like everything i was doing you know, relied on me being completely coherent and there. And then when you're driving and you feel it coming on, because there would be times that that would happen. I'd be like, my wife's name is Sadie. I'd be like, Sadie, I think I'm going to pass out. She'd be like, pull over, pull over, pull over. So I had to stop driving for <laughs> like a year. Wow. I mean, what, what was that down to? Do you know, did you ever get to the bottom of it? 
Um, so I did get I did get passed around the um, Western medical facilities, the specialist, that specialist. And um, there would just be like certain labs that were off, but they never gave me a definitive answer. Um, initially, they were like, oh, it could be MS. But um, they did an MRI and they saw no lesions. Um, and then they just kind of like started going down pathways, maybe a pituitary tumor, because uh, my cortisol was like three times as high as it should have been. Um, so they were talking about Cushing's, even though I didn't fit the profile of Cushing's. Um, and ultimately, the only thing I got was maybe you're just severely depressed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, wow. I mean, that, well, I'm looking back, were you? I mean, was that part of it? Um, so initially, no, because when it all started happening, I was like, what is going on? I thought I needed to man up a little harder. That was the approach I took, right? Because it's always what I have done in the past and it wasn't working. So once I started bouncing around to all these, uh, medical professionals and they were basically like, I was losing hope at each stage. Because I was like, I'm getting so sick. All these severe symptoms are kicking up. It's stealing from my life. It's stealing, you know, from my wife's life. I'm watching her deteriorate, be, you know, before my eyes. And it was just like, now I'm depressed. And after so many people are telling you, hey, you're depressed, you're depressed, you're depressed. It's like, well, fine, maybe I am depressed. Let me just let me just chalk that up as the enemy. So at least I know what I can, you know, go after. And ultimately, yeah, I did end up with depression, severe depression. Right. Okay. Um, um, was you medicated for a bit or was that when you looked at diet and thought carnivore might actually fix it? So they, they did give me medication that I did not take because um, it was originally for uh, like allergies. And the, um, I guess the added benefit was it had, <laughs> I don't even know, like a nootropic brain boosting benefit. And they even told me, this was my VA doctor, um, they told me that they don't have studies outside of three months for it. So I was like, wait a minute, you want me to take this for ever for a long time and you only have three months of studies around this drug? So I wasn't doing that. <clears throat> and then during this time of being sick, you know, the two and a half years, I started studying functional medicine and started learning bit by bit. Obviously, I kind of went down the wrong avenues at first, which was like uh, medical medium, vegetarian, raw fruititarian. And then I slowly, as I was learning, shifted to carnivore. So how did you um, get exposed to carnivore then? Was it an influencer? Was it in your textbooks? How did you find carnivore? Um, so in my studies and a doctor I studied under, uh, he briefly mentioned that he did it. Um, and I, at this time I was completely against it because he was, he was not for it by any means. He was saying that it doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Um, so that's, I learned that it, there's no way it makes sense. And that was my first approach, which is why I went into the vegan vegetarian fruitarian route. I did have a farmer buddy who I would trust with my life. So I don't understand why I didn't just take him at his word. He was a carnivore and he's like, Hey man, just give it a try. So I did try it for like a week and I got scared. Um, and I allowed like that fear and then what people thought, uh, to pull me out of it. So then instead of going full carnivore at that time, I, 
just kept going, you know, the wrong route. So it did take some time. And eventually it was that I didn't have any other option. So I hopped on the animal base, the Paul Saladino, you know, the fruit and honey thing. And um, I noticed I still had a lot of yeast issues. So uh, tinea versicolor, nail fungus, jock itch. And I was like, okay, I know sugar feeds yeast. I'm just feeding it. And then I finally transitioned to full carnivore. Yeah. And that's uh, that's a nice segue for the picture that I will put in when I'm editing of that particular uh, tongue and um, skin issue. Um, And I'm glad you said that because obviously that's one of the big problems with the fruit and the honey. Well, first, it's not carnivore. And secondly, it can cause problems like you had. So um, you've been doing this now about 11 months. What differences would you say you've seen? Oh, man. Uh, Complete life turnaround. Um, So basically, I mean, you could say almost from death to life. Uh, I've gained back all my weight. So that was 40 pounds. My mental clarity, my vocabulary recall, um, just even something as small as remembering someone's name when you meet them. I know that seems very small, but I could never do it. Uh, Energy. So the ability to just have energy to function, to do daily life, to go on a walk, to work out because I hadn't, I even own a gym. And when I was sick, I didn't even step foot in it for a year and a half, like not even in the door, let alone touch a weight. So um, I got that back. Um, I'm able to, you know, have and run a business. I'm able to have a very healthy relationship with my wife, which was like deteriorating before my eyes. Um, So, I mean, ultimately, it gave me my life back. Yeah. And in the middle of that, and that's great actually to hear quite, um, quite an, an amazing thing to hear, but you said about remembering someone's name and you thought, well, that's not that big a deal, but I tell you, you're right. That is a big deal. That's a big deal because it just makes you, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 60 in, in a month. And if I started to forget someone's name, I would think, well, I'm getting old. Maybe that's it. There's something wrong with my brain. It's just downhill. At your age, you know, that's that's a big deal. I promise you that's a big deal. And not going in the gym for a year. Um, you don't know me as well as uh, I'd like, actually, because it's fantastic speaking to you. I mean, I've just had an experiment where I didn't train from deliberately, by the way, from August of last year. And I've got back into it this month. But the difference in how I feel is incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, and we often say with carnival, you don't have to exercise, which is sort of true. You know, if you want to lose the weight and you get the cognitive benefits, you will. But exercise does give you some sort of, you know, carnival plus to me. It's, it's, it's definitely something that makes your life better, I think. Um so that was interesting that you went everywhere first before carnivore. So you can categorically tick those off and say, well, they didn't work for me. They didn't work. That didn't work. So you can have kind of people um, complaining about that. So now, I mean, you look awesome, uh, if you don't mind me saying. I appreciate that. Very <laughs> yeah. much. Uh, vascular, you know, good, good solid muscle mass. So you got into coaching, I think, with, the, with your knowledge of the body composition. Is that is that what the next step you took? Yeah. So um, I had always done training, right? Um, You train yourself and then people just start asking you, Hey, you look good. How do you do this? Um, And that's kind of where it it came from. I was doing it, you know, just for free. And then my wife's like, you need to charge people for this. So ultimately it started, you know, just as 
personal training, body movement type stuff, um, building muscle. And then when I got sick, I started really diving into nutrition, studying under doctors and really trying to find the truth. And um, then it shifted to like more of a functional medicine approach. Maybe um, I can help you. You know, I'm not a doctor and we always have to say that, right? We have to state that claim. But it's like, maybe I can help your body just get back to balance the way it can heal itself, you know, like it did me or these countless other people. And if you don't believe me, here's a testimonial from this guy who has the exact same condition that you have and maybe even worse and was able to heal their body. So it's, it's really, you're just like a light warrior, right? You're providing hope to someone who may be hopeless. Yeah. And it's great, isn't it? I mean, once you start getting feedback, you just said about testimonials, when you start getting feedback, you think, wow, this is not only have you changed your life, you can start to change other people's life. And of course, because you, what I really like is how skeptical you were and how everybody was telling you it was rubbish and all this sort of stuff. Because when you then coach someone, you understand all the social pressure. You, you, you know, you say to them, try this. They'll come back to you next week and they'll say, oh, my family's dead against it. The doctor's against it. Da, 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 da. And you have to just stick in there and say, and, you know, I'm lucky I've been doing it a long time. So I have like over 500 testimonials, which is which is OK. Um, all this, you know, like Meterex has thousands of testimonials. The more you do it, the more you become confident that this is really going to work. And you have to just instill that confidence in the person you're coaching who, who is surrounded by people that tell you it's it's not going to work and it's dangerous and all that. Well, there's no basis of anything what they say, you know, there's just none at all. So you, um, you're now coaching people. So do you have a different approach to men and women or, or is carnivore sort of a one size fits all? Um, I would say that to have a one size fits all approach wouldn't be uh, correct. Um, and it's not something I really go after because when you have someone who maybe they were like me on a sad, you know, diet and, um, really stressed out adrenals tapped you know you can't just like keep them in the gym and you can't be like oh carnivore tomorrow um because all that stress is going to compound right and then you might not get the results that you desire and they might burn out and fall off and now you just lost your opportunity to help somebody so um i do approach everything slightly different um if someone comes to me now and say they were like um, I want to be a vegan. I've been a vegan for 10 years and I want to stay this route. I'll tell them, you know, I was a vegan for a year, a little longer. I don't believe it's the ultimate diet diet or the proper human diet, but I will try to do whatever I can to help you. If you want me to help you. Um, but you know, I always try to steer people towards a carnivore, even keto approach. Um, because like yourself, I believe it to be the ideal diet for the human. So I try to just listen to what people are saying to me and then slowly gear them towards uh, health. Yeah, and I think sometimes the people have got to make that decision themselves. They've got to try these things. And um, although this sounds very negative and unhelpful, they've got to fail in some some way because then it's cemented in their head. That I've tried that. Like, like I just said to you, you know, Oh, well, well, I listened to you. I've been with you 10 weeks, Trevor, and I've tried vegan and things aren't going where I want them to go. And and that happens all the time as well. I find that all the time if people are really sort of, they want to be lazy carnivore or they want to stay keto and they want to have a bit of bread or something. I just say, you know, it's, 
you're not going to feel the full benefits until you go 100% carnivore. So do you believe it's possible, for instance, to gain a bit, and to talk about your training now, your, your athletic side of things, do you think it's possible to gain muscle while you're losing fat? Um, so I a hundred percent do, um, especially on a, you know, diet that is primarily fueled or it is fueled by fat. Right. Um, and then you can go into autophagy, mitophagy, uh, specifically towards these concepts. Um, and for me, I'm always like, okay, you can use me as an example. So when I was sick, I got down to 160 pounds and that, isn't necessarily extremely small, but I lost 40 pounds in uh, two months. When I went carnivore, even though it, you know, I've been carnivore for 11 months, I have now put on 40 pounds, that 40 pounds back on of muscle. You know what I mean? And I'm not out, out there doing cardio. I'm not a cardio bunny. So like I literally just work out, you know, maybe three to five times a week and I have muscle on my body. So I just say, you know, this is what I've done. I'm not any different than, you know, any of you, although our genetics might slightly different, be different, but it's not like, you know, I, I am this unique person. I'm a normal person. So. Yeah. And uh, that was one of the things I was going to ask you actually, because one of the things I saw on your Instagram is you used to train a lot. <laughs> Like every day for two hours. Could you just speak to that and basically what I would call overtraining? Oh yeah. So it was absolutely overtraining. Um, and it was just like the misconceptions you learn around diet training and you're just not informed. Right. So that's where I came from. I have always been a, just keep pushing, keep driving harder. And then that's the way you'll get there, which isn't the case. So um, when I was doing the modeling and the bodybuilding, I would train, I mean, goodness, at least two hours almost every day, every single day. Um, and that would consist of running, cardio, uh, workouts to like puking. And it was just one of those things that was like, I'm being a man, you know, um, not I'm pushing my body beyond the limit. And there's some people that kind of preach that message and uh, that's good for them. But for the majority of the people, your body is going to break down faster than you're able to recover and um, you're going to damage your health. So um, you said three to five times a week. Um, and how long do you spend in the gym then? So currently, yeah, three to five times a week. Um, and right, I own the gym. So sometimes I go in there and I might work out for like 10 minutes and hang out. Um, so I generally like, 30 to 45 minutes of a workout and it's really quick. So almost like a hit style pace. Um, if you can call it that, but uh, it's quick to the point and then I'm out. Yeah, it's good. No, I'm, I'm totally into that. I mean, I train four times a week and no more than 15 minutes. So, uh, and I gained more muscle at 58 than at any period of my life in one year, I gained nine pounds and I really did cut back on the training. So I'm totally into that. And that might be something you want to ask me about at some point in the future. But anyway, um, I just want to dial back to one other thing, which I saw on your Instagram and I, I wasn't clear on what the reason was. Um, you showed some pictures of your hair and you had, you had clumps of hair falling out. What? I mean, your hair looks pretty cool now. So um, what, was the re what was the reason for your hair? falling out in clumps um so i guess i would chalk it up to nutritional deficiencies um 
but ultimately that could come from many things. So I did have mold in my body. I had high aluminum. I did have, um, uh, yeast issues. So I had back bacteria, yeast imbalances, and then I wasn't eating any protein at the time. So, you know, all those things, sorry, my dog, all those things compile and, uh, it makes the perfect storm to lose your hair. And then on top of that, uh, stress was extremely high because, I was dying. I mean, that was just the truth. So um, I was constantly grabbing my head and crying and frustration and like doing that number. So that was the perfect storm for all my hair to just start falling out. Um, it was awful. I mean, I was losing wow. clumps on clumps of hair. Wow. Well, thank you for being so honest and straightforward. Uh, there was a segue there because I wanted to get into, I, I mean, I, I assumed you were going to say a bit of malnourishment. Um What's your diabetes look like now? Are you too mad? Oh, mad? What What are you doing? Um, yeah. So sometimes I like to mess with it to kind of put some <clears throat> stress on my body, right? Some stress that I guess I would say I could control, whether that be, you know, I'm going 20, 24 hours of fasting and then having one meal and seeing how I perform. Um, but most of the time I'm a two meal type guy, unless I get like carnivore snacks or carnivore crisps and I want to snack on those just because they're so good. Um, but I do do two meals um, most of the time and that's pretty much eggs, bacon, steak or eggs, bacon, beef. Um, and that's pretty consistent. And tasty, isn't it? I mean, it really oh, is. Nice <laughs> yeah, it's the best. So you mentioned your wife there. Is she carnivore or um, ketivore? Um, so she has not made the transition. Um, and I will mainly say because when I went through the health crisis, right, you know, that two, two and a half years, each avenue I went down, it was like a eureka moment. Like I had the answer and it really kind of tapped her out um, from like a stressful point And it kind of just pushed her away from all things health. Uh, she doesn't eat bad by any nature and she has increased her red meat. Absolutely. But um, any moment now that I'm like, Oh, you know, maybe you should do this. It's like, it's kind of met with um, just like, I, I don't want to hear it because it was such a hard time in our lives. You know what I mean? A little bit of trauma around it. So um, she's actually working with her own coach, which I love and they're gearing her towards, you know, getting her hormones fixed and stuff like that. So um, no, not fully there yet, but I think one day. Yes. Well, you are the example. And I think the more people go to this way of eating, the more intriguing it becomes as well. Um, and, how, and what about protein? How much protein are you looking to eat? Do you, do you track or do you do it intuitively? So I'm more of an intuitive eater. Um, however, sometimes I will track just to like throw it up on my Instagram so that people can – look and be like, how does this guy eat, you know, this amount of food, um, or just to see what people say. So it's more intuitively, if I had a guess, uh, most of the time, my calories are probably around 4,000, maybe a little more, a little less, depending on the day. And my protein's probably anywhere from 250 to 350 on those given days too. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm intuitive as well. I just think that's the most natural way to eat. You don't see any animal with a, you know, an app or a little table working out how many calories they've got. So um, I think 
you know, you've been doing it a long time. Have you had any uh, of those previous issues? Have you had any scares where you've felt you were going to faint or become mutant or has it completely gone now? Um, so I haven't had any of those issues. There will be times where, I don't know, maybe you can still experience a detox reaction, whether it be like an oxalate based issue or something like that. And then maybe I'll try to add something in based on research. So like, um, you know, fish roll. So I added in paleo Valley's fish roll because I do believe it's beneficial for something like that. And, um, I kind of got a histamine response at first, you know, uh, but now, you know, my body's doing great. Now, does everyone need to do that? I don't know. Kind of depends on you, your lab, maybe that intuitive eating factor. And maybe I'm adding in something that my body ultimately doesn't need, but, um, I'm fine with it now and I'm doing great. So. What do the doctors say? I mean, do you go back to the doctors? And- no. So I pull all my blood work now. I do all my labs. I don't uh, go to a, any doctors. I guess the only doctor I do see is a chiropractor who's a buddy. And uh, that's about it. Cool. Uh, that's great. I mean, I, I'm a qualified phlebotomist, so I'm interested in labs and stuff like that. And if you ever want a second opinion, uh, just buzz them over to me because I, I like looking at those sort of things because it's all good data. It's all good to learn. And uh, did you say you were studying functional medicine or, or have you uh, finished that now, the studies? Um, so I did do, it was like a year course under a doctor, um, which I learned so, so much, right? But when you learn under a doctor who has, I guess, a supplement company kind of drives you towards that. Like, this is how you treat this case, or, um, this is what you do with this symptom, which is in my opinion, it's kind of like pharmacology just towards vitamins. Um, so I just had to expand my studies and I mean, that's reading books and doing all those things. Now I do have a direction ultimately that maybe I want to go to, to be, I guess, quote unquote, a certified, uh, functional nutritionist or something like that, just to have a title by your name. But ultimately I liked having the freedom of studying what I want to study. And it's not dictated by like a higher authority. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think all my study days are behind me. Um, And I'm so glad because I definitely think you learn more out in the real world with clients, listening to them and real world experience. I definitely had that when I did my obesity and uh, diabetes specialist practitioner thing. Um, I've learned more from diabetics than from that course, from actual people coming in. Uh, I think you're right there. So um, no flare ups of the fungal infections and, and none of those things. So do you feel like you're pretty convinced that this is something for life? Do you think it's sustainable? Oh, absolutely. I think when you think of how easy a diet can be, it doesn't get any easier. Um, So if I were to take someone back to, you know, those bodybuilding days, even when I thought I was eating healthier food, you would eat a meal and you would still be thinking about your next meal. You know, food was never out of your mind. And then when you're on this diet, not only do you get to eat amazing tasting foods and your palate does like shift more to desire those foods you only have to eat once or twice a day so it's like i don't have to think about food i know it's going to be on my plate um and then i can go on and do all the other things that you know i love and have been dreaming about so it's very easy very sustainable and yeah i think um once you make the shift you can easily do it for 
the rest of your life if you wanted to. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I did it as a 30 day challenge when I was 55 and here I am nearly four years later, still thinking how great this is. And I think that nearly every day, I think this is the best thing I did because you do get so many benefits. And I think I like your approach. It's intuitive, roughly two meals a day, but you're happy to put little snacks in if you, if you feel like it. And you're right. There's some really nice uh, carnival additions like carnival crisps. And in the UK, we don't get so many good things, but um, you're in the States, aren't you? So you get the carnival crisps and keto bricks and all that sort of stuff. I noticed you sort of mentioned fasting. Did you, um, do you work out fasted? Is that your thing or do you not bother about whether you've eaten or not? Yeah, so I do uh, like to work out fasted. Um, I do believe there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, and ultimately, I just feel better. Uh, so I probably push a 16, 18 hour fast most days. Um, and yet, like I said, for many elements, you know, healing and mental clarity being two of the most important. So um, now, do I think everyone can just shift into a fasting window like that? No, because we're kind of, you know, touching on that stress factor, but I do believe, you know, we would have been fasted. So I always try to think of things ancestrally and what makes the most sense. We wouldn't always had heaps, heaping amounts of food. It wouldn't have been available. So you would have fasted at times. It's just logical. So that's really what I go to with everything. Yeah. I mean, you're very down to earth and, and it's simple. This is the thing it is really simple. Um, I recently interviewed Dr. Chafe, uh, Anthony Chafee, and he says at the beginning of virtually every one of his podcasts, just eat meat. I mean, it is just that simple, but people want to know all the other details, you know? Uh, so it, it's, it's worth getting your angle on it. I would also want to just exp- expand a little bit on your experience of not really wanting to try it. So now if someone came to you and said, right, can you give me a a couple of minute pitch of why I should do carnival or why I shouldn't do the other things, what would you say to someone that's sort of sitting on the fence? Um, So again, I think it would be based on kind of their story that they're presenting to me. Um, But ultimately it would just be, do you want all the benefits that I feel that it can offer? Again, I would share like testimonials. I would share my case. Um, I would share the reasons. And then I would try to combat against the fears, right? All the fear mongering or high cholesterol, LDL, all this stuff. And then I would kind of just push back on that um, in a loving way because you never want to insult anyone's intelligence. But the reality is like there was a a group of beliefs out there that were now coming to find out they're not true. Um, a lot of times they were there to sell a prescription or this medicine or do this stuff. So, um, yeah, I would just try to approach it in a uh, loving manner, uh, show just some truths, the results, the testimonies, and be like, this is, in my opinion, the best avenue. And I have been the other way. So, like, I know kind of the angle that you'll say over here as well. Yeah, and I think that's it. If you've lived it, I mean, I I didn't go vegan, but I was very close. I didn't eat red meat. I didn't eat fat, skim milk, porridge, oats, and uh, freshly squeezed orange juice, and it just baked all that sort of stuff. And it soy. I even tried that six months, and I ended up pre-diabetic and getting fatter, uh, lower left quadrant pain, a coronary artery calcium scan of six hundred and thirty-nine. So. Uh, 
yeah um wow. when you get to my age you can get all these tests and yeah it's quite scary um well i don't feel scared now i, I was i was then but now i learn i have learned so much about the physiology and what i was doing wrong basically i think one of the things i think you've got going in your favor if you don't mind me saying it, is because you've lived all that and you know you've come out the other side you're still young as well which is which is a good thing i think a lot of people in the carnival space probably a little bit older than you so it's nice to see somebody um of your age and there are younger people obviously doing it but to have been through all of that and come out the other side so placid and so level-headed about it i think is is, is really good and yeah and you're right you've got to be loving to these people because the counter arguments are just misinformation based that's the problem there's nobody out there um, not amongst us as in the ordinary world ordinary people being malicious it's it's just misinformation that they do believe but obviously coming from the top they know what's really going on um but anyway i'm not gonna get into that um yeah and you noticed um I was talked about the phlebotomy you you hit on the biggest thing most people worry about is ldl and to me it's, it seems crazy because all the other health markers always improve. Triglycerides always improve. HDL always improves. Blood pressure always improves. Weight always improves. Mental clarity always improves. And always your LDL goes up on this. Well, not always, but more often than not, it goes up a little bit on this way of eating. And you just think, well, maybe that paradigm of LDL being bad is wrong because you've got all these massive health markers all improving. So so that's that's how I deal with it. And I also got some studies on that for people that are interested. So um, how do people get hold of you? then if they wanted to talk to you or you know be part of your coaching program yeah absolutely so um my main the main place i'm at is uh my instagram which is trevor lee 89 just shoot me a message um and i'll have any like any conversation i can that you know will help you ultimately if you want to work with me then we can talk about that um but if it's literally you just want to hop on a call and you have to ask a few questions about the carnivore approach, uh, why I feel vegan, going vegan isn't the route or anything like that. I would love to answer that and just just get this message out and hopefully be a light and be helpful. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Your support means the absolute world to me. And if you're enjoying the show, I've got a small favor to ask you. I'd be incredibly grateful if you would consider becoming a supporter and make a small monthly donation. Your contribution will really help to improve the show. I'll be able to improve the software, maybe put a few more episodes out and do many things that I'm hoping to do in the future. Do them a lot quicker. So it's a small monthly contribution. You can cancel at any time and the link is in the show notes. Thanks very much for listening.